This week on The Breakup Breakdown. I logged onto Facebook and happened to see from a group that I was in his picture. The person had posted it with the caption, you know, his name, lots of red flags. So I commented on it and said, I'm his girlfriend. What red flags? And she proceeded to give me an in-detail description of everything that he did as he cheated on me. Imagine this. You're dating your boyfriend of like six months and everything's great. You have so much in common. You're planning trips together, flying around the country. And then you see his picture on a Facebook group with some other girl saying, hey, we hooked up. You got any tea on him? Uh, you know who does have tea on him? His girlfriend. And she's this week's interviewee. Hey, what's up? It's Abby from The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. If you didn't know, this is the podcast that gets the bottom of those messy breakups that you want to know about. It could be that girl you went to college with who got engaged and then out of nowhere deleted all those photos. Or maybe you saw something on TikTok that you thought would be a good story and you wanted more details on it. It could even be your own breakup story that you want to tell. Whatever it is, we love hearing the story and getting some good lessons along the way. If you've got a suggestion for the podcast, head down to the episode description. You'll find a submission form link there. And while you're there, check out the details for the Breakup Breakdown podcast on September 23rd in Atlanta. And stick around in the next couple minutes. I'll tell you about a discount code for the tickets. And as always, if you want to jump to a certain part of the interview, head to the episode description for timestamps. Hey, Harper. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Breakers, welcome back to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, this week we've got a viral TikTok submission. Might be the most viral one we've ever covered because there was so much content to dive into on this person's Facebook page. I think with all the videos and the tea that she spilled, probably had like 100 million views. But before we get into that, want to let you know which domestic violence shelter we are giving a shout out to this week. We do this every single single week just to let you know how you can support if you feel called to do so. This week we're giving a shout out to East Los Angeles Domestic Violence Center. This is a center that ensures that all women, girls, and their families live in a place of safety, health, and professional well-being free from violence and abuse. They provide equal access to necessary health services and social support and put a big emphasis on Latino communities, which is obviously huge in Los Angeles. Also, just letting you know that we have the Breakup Breakdown Brunch on September 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. At this brunch, you'll get to meet and mingle with other listeners, have a nice little brunch buffet in Midtown ATL. And also we are going to have a live podcast where a special guest is going to be sharing a never before heard breakup story. And if you're a longtime listener, I think you're going to be really excited about who shows up. The cost of the tickets is $50 and that includes brunch. And if you're listening to this within the first 24 hours of this episode getting published, so within 24 hours of 6 a.m. Eastern time on August 8th, if you 
use the promo code S4E7, which stands for season four, episode seven, S4E7, you will get 10% off your ticket. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. So we are going to TikTok for today's submission. And normally when it comes to submissions, you gotta do some digging, you gotta do some investigating, like I literally turn into Nancy Drew. But this was the equivalent of receiving like a 10 episode Netflix show drop where you get to watch kind of everything unfold and even get a little backstory. So let me start with how I got this. So this girl came across my For You page and she had this video of her chugging wine. Like we've all been there. You're going through a breakup, you take the twist off bottle off your barefoot or whatever, and you just start swigging. So she's sitting there and she's got this video of her taking sips from her bottle of wine. And she says, silently swigging out of a bottle of wine on my boyfriend's couch while he does the dishes. Cause I just found out on social media in front of 35,000 people that he cheated on me and I'm gonna have to confront him any second. Like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Honestly, shout out to her for, for being committed to the bit because if I find that out about my boyfriend, I'm throwing hands. Like, sorry, TikTok, you can wait till tomorrow. I, I've got things to do. <laughs> so everybody in the comments was like, girl, leave immediately. Like, get get out of his apartment. But some of her replies to those comments, they're like, mm, too late. So we can assume that something happened. So then I went on this whole deep dive. I was like, I have to see if she's posted this man. Cause A, I wanna see what he looks like. Cause because you know when you see some guy and you find out that they've been cheating on their girlfriend and sometimes you find out it's like multiple people and you're like, this guy has that kind of game? You know what I mean? I had actually seen that in some of those videos, she had explained to her followers that up until this point, she'd been calling him chicken noodle soup guy. And I'm like, this guy has his own lore before all this happened. So time for a rewind. I found that video where she first called him chicken noodle soup guy. And apparently she, a vegan, made him chicken noodle soup when he was sick, deathly ill. And then once he was feeling better after she did all that, he said, yeah, I don't love you anymore and I don't wanna fight for this relationship. So um, red flags already. But before that, I had even gone back, you know, weeks and weeks, weeks before this and she had actually posted tons of travel content with him. Like they were a hashtag travel goals couple. They went to Aspen together and she posted all these cute videos of them, you know, bopping around, going to the farmer's market. There's even a video of him in slow-mo giving her googly eyes and there's a close-up of their hands clasped in a loving embrace. Like if you're just looking at this from the outside, it was very cute, very Instagrammable, just hella couple goals. And there were even some more specific things on the page. So it wasn't just like, okay, these guys took really cute photos together. There were two videos that stood out to me in particular. There was a video where she had written out on some kind of TikTok video. It said, when he responds to my prompts about his other hoes, with actual assurance that he does not, in fact, have other hoes, even though um, we later found out that he did have other hoes. Then there was another one that actually went viral and she had typed out, when I tell him I'm upset and instead of immediately overreacting, he asked me what he can do to help and ensure that I don't feel this way again in the future. What? That seems so healthy. So then I go back to the messy stuff, you know, I scroll back up and from what I can pick up on, obviously it's a cheating situation, but it also looks like she found out about it through a Facebook page. So I think you can kind of see where this is going. Let's get into it when we break down this week's breakup. So we met on Hinge, as ironic as that might be. Um, It was kind of like a last ditch effort on my part. I had kind of decided to stop dating. He really pushed for this. He asked me to coffee like 15 different times over the course of a month. um, And I finally agreed to go. 
I don't regret it. It was a great time. We got along really well, um, have a lot of the same common interests. We both love to travel. One of the things that really like drew us together was that he actually went to college in the city in France that I was planning to live in for a month. I actually just got back from that trip. That was something that I couldn't believe we had in common because while it's a big city in France, you know, it's not Paris, uh, which is normally where people go, especially students. So I was shocked to learn that he had lived there for a few years and we both had animals. I'm a vet tech, so spent a lot of time with his cat. We love cat guys. I think cat guys are way better than dog guys because cat guys typically like dogs too. 100%. And also cat guys, there's this theory going around that if you can respect a cat, you know also how to respect women. Um, That's a theory that I found to be somewhat true. Okay, so you guys start dating. Talk to me a little bit about your relationship. How long was it pretty much total? And what what did it kind of look like for the most part? Between five and six months, we spent a lot of time together. I worked 12 hour shifts and it would be like a 12 hour shift going into dinner. We would have dinner together. If we had time, depending on when I got out, going to the gym, we did a lot of traveling. So we spent time in Colorado. We went to New Orleans. He was planning on joining me for about a week of my France trip as well. So that was a huge thing was like weekend trips for us. That was so much fun. That was probably the highlight, honestly, of that relationship was having someone to travel with because it's so important to me. A lot of laughs. We spent a lot of time with my friends. Um, That's something that's really important to me and my friends seemed to really enjoy his presence. We have the same sense of humor too. So it was nice to kind of have, be able to have that banter and not such a serious structured relationship where you feel like things are uptight. At what point did you guys start traveling together? How far into the relationship? About a month. He invited me to Colorado. He had a trip pre-planned. His family lived up there. So he invited me to go for New Year's. When do things start getting not so great? Because five to six months of traveling, having a really like easygoing relationship sounds amazing. So when does it turn on amazing? He kind of started to show me his true colors, got into an argument, which was entirely just, it was stupid on his part. It was just something little he said that really upset me. And I, I felt like it had malicious intent. And then I realized that was going to be a regular thing. If he was irritated, he took things a step too far. So he even said to me one time that if we're going to fight, he's going to win. And that was his objective was to win. Whereas I feel like an argument, if there is one, should be like you and your partner against the problem. It was just him against me. No matter what it was, whether he was in the wrong or I was in the wrong, he did not believe in saying, I'm sorry. That was something he said that the words didn't matter, that it was actions that would show that you're truly sorry. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to say it too. Saying I'm sorry is quite literally an action that would totally change the feelings of the situation. When you say he would say things with malicious intent, he would say things like to tear down your self-esteem. Give me a little bit more of a clear picture on what types of stuff he was saying. Sometimes self-esteem, for example, one time we were at a restaurant and it was a super casual restaurant. I mean, I I think I was wearing like a two-piece like jumpsuit type, type thing and sneakers. And he was like, I hope you know when you're in France, you can't exactly go out dressed like that. And I was like, excuse me, I'm not in France. And also we're picking up $10 cheese fries. Yeah. (laughs) What? You know, we're not at a fine dining establishment. I know how to dress myself. And he kind of took that as, you know, are you sure about that? Clearly not. If this is how you're dressing in public. And 
I was like, what are you talking about? And then more personal things, bringing up like my previous relationships or like saying that my family is like my, um, like my immediate family life was like not great. And I'm like, is anyone's? Please stop. So he would say a lot of things. It almost sounds like a lot of this came from a place of insecurity. I mean, I can't really speak for like the family thing. I don't know why he would bring that up, but like him tearing down what you're wearing is a tactic that a lot of people will use when they know you can do better or when they think that you can do better, whatever that means to them. That kind of starts to pepper in around like what part of the relationship, how far into this? About a month from the end, he went on a work trip out of the country and he came back guns aflame. And I did not understand at all. I was like, what happened to you? So he goes on a trip and then comes back and he's just like behaving more intensely. What did that look like? Yeah, he was behaving more intensely. Um, I felt like sometimes he was avoiding me and I didn't understand why. But when I asked him about it, he just said that he was busy with work, which understandable, you know, happens to the best of us. So I didn't really look that far into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I just thought that he was stressed and busy, but I was still seeing him very regularly. So it wasn't like he fell off the face of the earth or ghosted me or anything. It was very strange. So things start getting weird when he comes back from that trip overseas. Do things kind of escalate? Do things just kind of stay the same and it gets to the point where you're just like so over it? What happens after that? Things escalated a little bit. Um, There's an incident on Valentine's Day during which I got stuck at work for half an hour later than I intended to be at work. And I guess he was planning on surprising me at my house. So he was at my house, which he had a key to. So I don't know why he wouldn't just go inside, but apparently he stayed in his car. And then when I got out of work, I called him to ask if he wanted to do anything after, because I didn't know about said surprise. And he threw a fit. He was like, I'm already on my way home. I'm not turning around, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what are you talking about? Where, where were you? And he's like, I was in, I was literally in your parking lot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, okay, like it's Valentine's day. Why are you mad at me? I got stuck at my work. I work at an ER. I mean, I can't control what comes through the door. He had a whole fit about it and then demanded that I go to his house and pick him up to come back to my house and then take him back in the morning. And did you, or did you go, fuck you, absolutely not? Well, at first I said no. Um, I went home, walked my dogs and whatnot. And then he kind of hit me with the like, oh, please, it's Valentine's Day. So I did end up going and picking him up, which made no sense. I don't know why he wouldn't just drive himself. Yeah, why did he want you to drive him? I have no clue. He was not intoxicated. There was no reason he could not drive himself. So I weird. think it was just to be difficult. So you pick him up and like the rest of the night, he's just like weird? No, it was fine. He was totally fine once I picked him up. It was the strangest occurrence and I was upset about it, but I didn't know what to say and I definitely didn't want to piss him off. So how long does this like behavior last? Is it just like a series of these events just kind of happening until you finally get sick of him? That series of events continued. One day he asked me to watch a movie with him and he opened his laptop to stream the movie through his Chromecast onto his Apple TV and he received a bunch of text messages on his laptop saying, I love your penis you are perfect for me oh yeah the whole whole nine yards from a random phone number and then he attempted to close the laptop and (laughs) put it back away so I did confront him he said that it had happened like a long time ago whatever like it was when we were talking not when we were dating officially and like whatever so I tried to get past it but with the bad behavior on top of it. I did find out later on that that did occur when we were together. 
I had about a week later, I got into his car and there was glitter down the seat of his car. And I don't wear, I don't think I own anything that is glittery. So I asked him about it and he was like, oh, you know, it must've been like from, from that girl, whatever. And I thought it was weird because I had never noticed it before, but I felt like I was looking for something. So I was like, it is, it's down the crack. Like it wasn't on the passenger seat. Like it was down the crack with the car. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm being a little crazy. Maybe we'll just, yeah, we'll leave that alone. Yeah, Um, like the flashlight down there. I'm like, I can see it. Yeah, I was like, it's all over the place. Like, and he even said that like he was aware that it was there and he tried to clean it. And I was like, oh, weird that you remember specifically doing that. But he was into like weird details like that. So whatever, like, it's fine. That's okay. Um, At the end of March, I was sitting on his couch. He had made dinner and was doing the dishes. And I logged on to Facebook and happened to see from a group that I was in his picture. And it was a picture of him that I had never seen before. So I commented on it and said, the person had posted it with the caption, like, you know, his name, lots of red flags. So I commented on it and said, I'm his girlfriend. What what red flags? And she proceeded to give me an in-detail description of everything that he did as he cheated on me at the bar back in February, right after Valentine's Day. Is this the same girl with the glitter or a different girl? No, separate. So I decided to bide my time because she was still actively responding to my comments. Okay. Um, so I bided my time. I went and got a bottle of wine out of the fridge. And I had myself a couple good swigs. Um, (laughs) He went to get in the shower and I was like, oh boy, this is going to be so fun. And he asked me what was wrong too. And I was like, nothing, nothing. It's great. Everything's great. I don't know what you mean. So when he came back downstairs, I confronted him and he started to cry (laughs) and he told me everything. He had cheated on me this whole time with countless people, countless incidents. He was like, he sat back and was like, wow, it feels so good to finally get that off my chest and be honest with you. (laughs) The audacity. He didn't, he wasn't even upset. He was just like, actually, I'm like genuinely so relieved. This is actually so good for me. Thank you for bringing this up. I wanted to bring it up, but I'm glad that it's you bringing it up. (laughs) Yeah. And I asked him if he was ever going to tell me and he was like, I was really trying to work up the nerve to do. Wow. Why not just simply break up with me, my guy? Yeah. That's what I asked. I said, you know, if you didn't want to be in a relationship, why be in one in the first place? You know, there was no point that wasn't necessary. You could have told me that. And he's like, yeah, but I just, it's, so hard I was like wow yeah it's, it's just so hard to communicate and be honest with someone so and difficult. also just have it, have like integrity self-respect respect for me no, like I mean, literally, literally nobody is forcing you to be in a relationship it boggles the mind why guys think that they can have like a girlfriend and also like several side pieces no one's stopping you it's 2023 if you want to fuck 15 girls in a weekend if they'll let you you can do that mm-hmm. why do you need to bring a girlfriend into it it makes, it makes no sense to me. Absolutely no idea. And the craziest part was this all happens, right? And then the next morning, it's like three in the morning. I like pack up my car and everything. And he's like, can't we just not talk like today? And then... <laughs> 
It's finally not a miserable temperature outside, which only means one thing. Summer is coming up. And let's make one thing clear. There is Hibernation Abbey and there is Summer Abbey. And Summer Abbey likes to feel light and healthy. That's why I've been trying out meals from Factor. They've got meals shipped to your house that are super easy to heat up in a jiffy. And you're probably like, ew, a refrigerated meal. That must be so unhealthy and gross. No, I can confirm these are delicious. And they have so many different options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and veggie. You can also add on more than 60 add-ons every single week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. You get chef-prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factors ready-to-eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring and you don't have to clean anything up. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Eating better is just one of the things that makes me feel better. And you know what also makes me feel better? Not having to clean up my kitchen when I just want to eat. This living alone thing is great until you realize you're responsible for all the cooking and cleaning around the apartment. And something that's been really helpful for me around mealtime is Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You've got over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Each meal takes about two minutes to heat up and there's so many yummy options like pancakes, smoothies, and more. Also, you know I love an afternoon snack and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor's also super flexible, so if you want to pause and skip for a couple of weeks, you can totally do that. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off. If you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. It's so convenient. I have like grocery store ADHD. Anytime I go to like Publix or something, I'm buying everything. And then I come home with no meals. Whereas Factor, it's all the meal prep done for you. You've got 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. If you want to get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go, head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50 off. Yeah, just not talk today, just today. And I will like tell my parents that something came up because both of our parents live out of state and they were both in town at the same time. So we were supposed to have like a mass family dinner. Yeah. So I showed up at my family dinner without him and his parents and had to explain that to my family that I had just found out in front of 35,000 people that I had been cheated on. Um, And I have no idea what he told his parents. His parents and his sister have still been nice to me, like after the fact. I've never said anything to them, but they told me happy birthday and and whatnot, but wow. Okay, so you walk into dinner, paint the picture for me. Is this like at a restaurant? Is this at a family home, like an Airbnb? I walked in and my mom said, oh, you're alone. And I was like, yeah, I actually, I have a story about that. And also I hope we're not taking my car to anything because the backseat's full. My mom was like, 
oh, um, okay. Like, did you, did you guys drive separate? <laughs> no, no, we did not. So I actually sat down on one of the couches in the living room and told everyone at the same time. Who was the most upset out of all of them? Um, probably my sister of like all things. Um, he had met my mom and sister before we all went to dinner, um, like a month prior and she was upset. She was really upset because she felt like he had lied to me. Like he had gone because one of the uh, times that he cheated on me was the night before he met my mom and sister. So she felt like he just wanted a free dinner out of my family and that he was just showing up for like free free drinks and a paid meal. Oh my gosh. So she was pretty upset. So that post on the Facebook page, were there other girls that came out and were like, oh yeah, this guy's a total douche or was it just you and that one girl going back and forth? No, it was just me and the one girl and I had posted about it on TikTok and that kind of blew up. When that happened, they removed me from the group. So if there have been more comments since, I don't know about it. I imagine there probably have been because people did comment on my TikTok and say, like, I saw this conversation happen in live time, like in real time. I watched the two of you comment back and forth and I'm so sorry. So there were people watching, I don't know, in some like delusional world, I thought maybe even though there are 35,000 people in that group um, that I escaped because no one had liked the post. So I was like, maybe not the whole world knows about this, but turns out. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird because that's not the it's not the first time I've heard that happening where like somebody will mention being in the group or mention talking about the group and they'll get removed. And I'm like, what are we trying to hide here? Like it really is just like people coming on and being like, hey, does this person have a girlfriend? And like, if they don't, then there's nothing, like there's nothing to freak out about. Right. It's never, it's never made sense to me. Um, I'm surprised I'm still in the group because I have people like you who have been through this a couple of times on here that I, I'm, and I'm always like very secretive about how I describe it. I'm like, oh yeah, that group where people post about people they're dating and they want to know if they're dating the same people. I haven't heard, and maybe this is just sexist of me, but I've never heard of a girl being on the flip side of it. It's always guys. And it just like these Facebook groups need to stick around they need oh yeah absolutely after all that went down like you just never spoke to this man again he just kind of like disappeared from your life well unfortunately i still had a few of his things at my house okay and he held my key hostage when i left his house yeah he refused to give me my house key until he had his things which okay like a couple of hoodies are not gonna kill you but yeah all right. Um, sure. You can, you can hold on to that. I guess if I change my locks, like, (laughs) (laughs) no, um, I did do that because he did have it for about a week and I don't trust that, Mm -hmm. but he texted me and asked when he could get his things. I was out of town Mm -hmm. and he knew that I was going to be out of town at this time. So I didn't respond and I plan on getting back to him when I got back to town. Mm -hmm. He called me the next morning, threatening me, having a whole ordeal, like threatening to show up at my house and walk in himself, all of these wild things. So I just told him if he didn't stop, then his things were going to end up in a dumpster and I'd send him the pin location. Oh, damn. Okay. They were. And I, I told him I didn't respond to you because I didn't want to talk to you. So you, you have got to stop, like you go away, please. Because initially when I found out about the cheating, he did beg for me to stay. And it wasn't until I said, no, I've made my decision, no. He got so cruel. He's like, well, you better fucking say goodbye to the cat because you're never going to see her again. And just started throwing a massive fit. And I was like, see, this is exactly why. I knew something was coming. I'm not all that like upset about it because I knew 
I just had a gut feeling that something was coming. I was shocked, but not entirely, if that makes sense. It's just so bizarre because all of his behavior leading up to that is very much what genetic scientists call like mate retention behaviors, like wanting to be good to your partner and not being disloyal. He's almost like it's like he was making it your fault. At the end of the day, he violated the only term of our agreement. <laughs> so like, yeah, literally, like just be, just don't have sex or make out with other people. Yeah, very and that was cool. the biggest point too in that conversation was I didn't have sex with anyone. No one ever. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure getting head in the front seat of your car outside of a bar is still cheating. Just saying. You're kidding. Like, I'm pretty sure that doesn't matter. So that's what the girl in the Facebook group admitted to you? No, she actually, she made out with him at the bar. Okay. Um, and she found out he had a girlfriend because he added her on Facebook. And we were publicly in a relationship on Facebook. And like his parents tagged me in things. It's not like... I was a secret. <laughs> so um, the next morning she went and looked at his Facebook and saw that he was in a relationship. She texted him and told him she wanted no part of that. Like he was a scumbag, whatever else. He had added she and her friend on Facebook and he actually hit up her friend after those text messages were sent and asked her if she wanted to go off that night. And mind you, this night, this it was a Sunday night that this occurred. He was at my house until probably like 2 p.m. I was at work, um, I worked a seven to seven shift. So he slept in, like had breakfast, had coffee at my house, went home, showered and went straight to the bar to cheat on me. Oh my gosh. Unreal. It's almost like he wanted to get caught. Like he's, first of all, what a, what a nerd for adding these girls on Facebook. First of all. <laughs> if you publicly had that you're in a relationship or if like the last photo you posted from two weeks ago has you in it. That's probably why he didn't want them on Instagram because I was tagged in photos on his Instagram. And then my Instagram, if you go through my highlights and whatnot, I post all of my travel memories on my highlights. So you're just going to be seeing tons of photos of us all over the country. I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. At least he tried to be smart in that regard. But Facebook, really? The Facebook thing is so funny to me because it's it's like so middle school of like sliding into somebody's Facebook messenger and being like, do you want to play 20 questions? Yeah, and that's what he did. So I know the, the dating scene in your particular city is already pretty rough. So how has dating been moving forward like or like if you haven't gotten back out there do you have fears reservations things that you're going to keep in mind moving forward i mean truthfully no i guess the biggest thing that i can take away from this is uh like further notes as to what i don't want in a partner i don't think the cheating really affected me in a way that i would say is like substantial or life-changing um i've been cheated on before and i know that it's not my fault there's nothing i did wrong so i'm aware of that and i feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck is you know like what could i have changed what could i have done better like what wasn't enough and i already know that i was doing the most in that relationship especially because i was like walking on eggshells trying not to piss him off all the time <laughs> but i know i was doing the most all right <laughs> so there's nothing more that i could have possibly done and I think that was a huge factor in me not being as deeply affected by it as I feel like maybe I was expected to be or should have been. So I think that's like the number one thing that people who get cheated on feel is they're always like, well, what could I have done differently? Is it, is it Was it me? Am I not attractive enough? Was I not doing the most? 
So how have you been able to not have that mindset? How have you been able to keep yourself out of blaming yourself for their actions? I feel like I just looked back on it and I tried to categorize everything that we did together, everything that he said he liked about me. Then I realized when I did that, that the things that he said he liked so much about me were the same things he was trying to tear me down for as I was walking out the door. And I realized it's not that those aren't great qualities about me. He was just deliberately trying to hurt me. He was trying to make it feel like it was my fault, even though I hadn't done anything wrong. And he was going so far out of his way at the end to show me that I was like a terrible girlfriend or a terrible person. I guess in my case, it was a little bit easier because when he initially fessed up and was begging me to stay, he was telling me how amazing of a partner I am and how I'm so smart and I'm beautiful and I'm highly motivated. And he really liked those things about me. And then in the end, 15 minutes later, he flipped the switch. I heard like the best and the worst, I guess. And I chose to prioritize the best um, just because I know like having been in very healthy relationships before this, the man needs a therapist probably. (laughs) Like everyone should see a therapist. I feel like it's great for everyone. I think the world would be a better place if everyone saw a therapist. And I don't know. I just think that I was aware of, of the good that had been done in my actions, in the way I handled things, in the way that I changed my communication styles to try to be more courteous towards him because I thought maybe something I was saying was triggering him or making him go on the defense. So I tried to be more gentle when I voiced concerns and whatnot. And so if you're putting in that amount of effort and being conscious of someone else's feelings and they still treat you like shit, that's not a you problem. That's a them problem. So that's the conclusion I ultimately came to. It's very, um, it comes from a very healthy place. Like it doesn't seem, um, it seems like you've been able to take a lot from the situation. Do you wish you had left the relationship at any earlier moment? Like, do you look back and go like, damn, like, why did I put up with that? Like, that's, that's the moment I wish I would have walked out the door. Oh, definitely. I, I think my favorite thing that he ever said to me, I had a really high GPA in high school um, and got a full ride to college. So that was something that he always bragged about. I've since graduated college and whatnot. Like I've been out of college for years. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, that was always something that he like threw around in conversation when he was introducing me to people. One time he asked me, or I asked him a question and he said, do you really have to ask that? I don't know, I guess it was a stupid question apparently, but I didn't think it was. And so I said, yeah, and like re-asked it. And he was like, oh, honey, put that 4.3 GPA to use, would you? And I just turned around like, and I thought he was kidding. So I said, oh, well, you know, that was in high school. And he goes, yeah, clearly. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's too much. So I think that was the moment when I was like, all right, that that was that was malicious. Like, there's no way to get around that. I do, in a way, wish that I had left earlier, but I also think that everything happens for a reason. And my friends all said, you know, like, oh, you know, this was your like single one month trip to France and now you have a boyfriend. Like, what are you going to do kind of thing? And it all panned out the way it was supposed to. I was single in France and I don't think that I took too much hurt from it. I mean, it's not like we lived together or shared accounts or anything like that. I mean, I changed my locks because he, he needed to have a key. He refused to get up in the morning when I would go to work and he couldn't just leave my front door unlocked all day long. <laughs> 
So I had given him the spare key for that reason. It wasn't like, you know, I had anything crazy to get from him or change accounts or anything like that. So it was a little easier in that regard. Did you say you have a boyfriend now or are you still single? Oh, no, still single. Okay, okay. Well, how was yeah. Brad? Freshly single, out on the town in a brand new country. What was that like? It was really cool. Honestly, I enjoyed it so much. Um, I would not change a thing. I ended up meeting up with an old friend while I was there for the first couple of days while I was in Paris. And then I ended up going all the way down to the city I was staying in. And I thought maybe I'd do like weekend trips somewhere else. And I ended up falling into a wonderful routine and not leaving. I guess dating culture is different in France. So I didn't want to go on too many dates because they don't officiate things the way that we do. So for us, you know, usually if you're seeing someone, you go on like dates for months and then you get the the question of like, hey, will you be my girlfriend? That's not how that works over there. You go on like three, four dates and you're automatically their girlfriend. They don't ask. It is just known that you're not seeing anyone else because you've seen this person quite a few times and you're now the girlfriend. Just because of how recent everything was, I tried to avoid that scenario. <laughs> I didn't want to be an accidental girlfriend. Although that, that culture, like dating in that culture is so much more simple. That's so much pressure to think, well, I don't want to say yes to the second date. Like I, I might enjoy going out with them again, but if then if I go on a second date, am I going to have to go on a third and then I'm going to be all of a sudden like somebody's girlfriend who like educated you on how dating is over there or did you find out by accidentally falling into um, a new relationship and you're like wait no this is awful so quite a few of my friends are actually from France okay um, a, a few of my friends from college so I knew that going into um, the trip I've known that for years um, it is really interesting but it doesn't being the girlfriend isn't as serious as it is here. So that doesn't mean, you know, you're automatically like meeting the parents, planning a future together. It's just like, you know, when you're in that weird phase of talking where you're like exclusive, but you're not the girlfriend, it's kind of like that phase. Um, okay. But they do put the girlfriend label on it. So it's kind of like, um, I don't think I, I didn't feel any pressure, um, but I also felt like a lot more friendly connections than like a dating thing. So like going to get drinks was like fun and all, but I was like, yeah, this is more like friendly. It wasn't really like, um, I didn't feel that connection with anyone. So it didn't bother me. I didn't really feel pressured to not go on a second date. I just told them, you know, like, I feel like this is more of a friendly connection and everyone was super receptive to it. And I definitely made quite a few friends doing it actually. Dating over there, like, is there anything else that Americans would find interesting or different? Are guys really chivalrous there or are they very French and very kind of like standoffish? What is what is the dating culture like other than becoming someone's girlfriend after four, four dates? <laughs> so actually most French people, that's a common misconception. Most French people are actually really, really nice. It's just Parisians that are very like, snooty and standoffish and hate tourists and if you speak english they'll treat you differently um that's just in paris everyone else is so like super super nice aside from that i don't think there are any huge differences i mean they do name french kisses after frenchmen for a reason because frenchmen are so romantic they're so romantic i mean like flowers at dinner the most thought out planned dates like it's not just a like oh you know like let's go grab a bite to eat like it is here it's a whole thing like let's meet at a restaurant and do this and then we can stop by a store and get wine and there 
they have open intoxication laws, so you can just walk around with a bottle of wine. We are talking like men bringing a backpack with glasses and a bottle of wine in it, and then after dinner, you like take a walk down by the water and sit by the water, watch the sunset, and have a glass of wine. Like so much better thought out than ninety percent of the dates I've ever been on. <laughs> Oh my gosh, how, you, how could you go back to your city after that? The Where you live and versus where uh, I'm sure like you went in Paris, miles apart. I can't even get men to treat me like a human in your city. Yeah, no, nope. I haven't been on a single date since returning. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't think you can match that. You just can't. Thank you so much for sharing about obviously your horrible dating experience, but also this was very like educational. I feel very cultured now. I feel like like I've, I had just had a crash course on not Parisian dating, but like French dating. Yeah. Next time you're in France, that is, that is the place to date. Any other final words or just like words of wisdom? Um, no pressure. No pressure. I'm not asking <laughs> you to be my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that's good. Cause this technically is a first date. Um, oh, yeah, I guess in France, this would be, we haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I really have a mic drop moment, but I would say like, if there's anything that any listeners should take from this, it is that you should really deeply analyze all of the good things that you did with a person, experienced with a person, positive things that you put into the relationship. And always looking back on any relationship, there is going to be something to take away from it that you can grow from. No one's a perfect partner. It doesn't exist. So think about the things you could have done better, but don't blame yourself for those things. Like take away that, oh, I can improve on this in the next relationship, but don't make someone feel like those are the reasons that you were cheated on or that you deserve to be cheated on because those things happened. Uh, Because again, no one's perfect. So I think that's the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from this situation. And I hope that other people will take away the same thing and maybe try to look at things a little bit differently, even though it's hard in the moment when you're emotional, thinking about things that way really helped me out in this situation. Tune in on Thursday for another Breakup Breakdown bonus episode where we will be chit-chatting about how social media can make you so paranoid about cheating. And don't forget, you can check out Breakup Breakdown podcast brunch tickets in the episode description. That promo code is S4E7. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.